Welcome to both Success and Integrity with Bessie Graham, a podcast dedicated to established business leaders like you, ready to bring more meaning into your life in a way that strengthens rather than threatens the financial stability of your business. I'm your host, Bessie Graham. I've worked with business owners, governments, and large funding bodies like the United Nations for over 20 years to bring doing good and making money back together. So let's unpack why you don't have to choose between experiencing success or having integrity in your life. Today, I want to start to explore the idea of success with you. And for some people, that might seem like a bit of a strange word to be focused on. If that feels uncomfortable for you, then my guess is it's probably because like many concepts and words, it is an idea that has been taken over with some very narrow ideas of what that actually means, what it looks like, what it involves. The conversation I want to have with you is to help you to start to personalise the idea of success, to see it as something that you can define and create for yourself, to understand that it doesn't have a fixed way it needs to look. There isn't a list that is right and correct of what success is, but it is an idea that you can really start to cultivate and foster in your own life the idea of true success, the idea of success in your own expression of bringing your whole self to what it is you do. And so while the often what we call success or what we would see as success in the world is really quite empty and it's focused more on achievement and profile and status and the aspects around uh, position or recognition and acknowledgement. These types of things have been at the heart of how we typically see um, success as being visible and something that we can say, oh, they're successful. So it's connected to things that in and of themselves aren't necessarily satisfying, fulfilling, or giving people that sense of meaning and purpose in their life. And one of the aspects that sits at the heart of why I want to have this conversation with you today is that I think a misguided sense of what success is, is at the heart of why a lot of established business leaders like you can find themselves at some point in their career or for some of us at multiple points in our career, can find ourselves feeling that 
sense of disillusionment, being really confused by why we do not feel the way we think we should feel, given all the boxes we have ticked. Now, I don't know whether you're currently in that place of feeling a bit of the disillusionment, asking some of those questions around, you know, is this it? The business is doing well. I'm in a good place externally. If people looked in at my life, they would think I had it all. (laughs) And yet, it feels like something's missing or like this isn't quite it. Whether you're feeling that now or you've felt that in the past, or even if you haven't yet experienced that, I would love for you to sit with the conversation today and think about some of these ideas so that if you're not in that place, you can avoid ever being in that place. Or if you are in that place, that you can feel a sense of hope that you can change and that you can shift out of the space of feeling disillusioned. Because it is possible. And for us as business leaders and the types of people we tend to be, if we're not more intentional about crafting our ideas of what success is, it is likely to be the thing that will trip you up. Because without you proactively defining what success means for you, without you being intentional and sitting with and questioning some of the things that are just passed down to you as the expected definitions of success or the expected goals you should be seeking, if you don't see that as something that that you can actually shape for yourself, then you massively increase the chance that you are going to find yourself in a position where you have worked really, really hard. You have a whole bunch of the the things that I listed before. If you've got status, you've got position, you've got uh, the recognition and achievement of others. All of those types of pieces will be boxes you have ticked. And yet, it won't be enough. Not because you're greedy and selfish, not because you don't know how to be content, but because those things that you had unconsciously taken on and that there were beliefs around that you thought, when I get these things, I will feel satisfied. I will feel content and happy. Those things were not actually the pieces that truly drive or incentivize you as an individual. And so that's why I think this is an important conversation. Not because I think that everyone needs to be glamorous and uh, up on a pedestal. I want success to look for you the way you want it to look. Your idea of living an ideal life that's fulfilling and meaningful for you is going to look different to my idea of that. And I don't need to want to live your life just like you don't need to want to live mine. Part of what can happen for each of us as leaders when we open up 
our thinking, when we are more expansive in what we become aware of as possibilities, not only can we be more innovative, come up with better ideas in terms of conceptualizing aspects for our business that have amazing opportunities, but just as a human, it actually makes life so much richer and so much more meaningful. So when you think about the idea of success, there's going to be some different ideas and words that will be probably closely bound up with that idea of success. In amongst the pieces you're going to need to come up with when you think about success, there will be goals. You will have certain things that you want to achieve. And if you are like me and many other business leaders, you will be someone who actually loves and needs to have goals. I love to always be clear on, okay, what am I trying to achieve here? What's next? What am I going after? Otherwise, I I tend to spin my wheels. So if you're like me, then part of what you're going to need to come up with are some goals and are some ideas of what is it that, that you would like to achieve. So achievement in and of itself is not bad. The piece I want to encourage you on is that the things that you are seeking to achieve or the goals you are setting are meaningful for you and they're things that actually bring satisfaction and purpose for you as an individual, not for someone else. So you will have heard me uh, quoting the wonderful Tom Morris before around his piece where he says that all goal setting should be an ongoing exercise in self-knowledge. Keep that in your mind as you are journaling, thinking, shaping your ideas of success. What is the aspect of the goals you're setting that are an ongoing exercise in self-knowledge? Some good questions to ask yourself are those pieces of take it to its logical end. So. Brad, my wonderful partner of 20 years this year, taught me that two decades ago and has always pushed me on that when I make a statement or set a goal or say I want to do something. He will say, take it to its logical end. Run that idea through. If you set something as a goal and you're saying that it is part of how you think about success that will have meaning for you, run it through to its logical end. So run the scenario in your mind. Think through in detail what would that look like for you if that actually came about. If you achieved that goal that you've just set, think about what would be different in your life, what would be different in your business, how would you be spending your time, Think about it in very specific and detailed ways, not just uh, as this hypothetical that you don't drill down to the practicalities of what does that look like. And the reason I'm encouraging you to do that is that when you do the scenario piece, when you run it forward, when you take it to its logical end and actually then 
ask some of those deeper questions of what would this mean, what would it look like, it gives you a chance to almost do the practice run in your mind. And rather than spend the next 10 years charging after that, only then to realise what it actually looks like in your life, how that feels, and then realise you didn't actually want that, it gives you a chance for the practice run to happen in the blink of an eye, rapidly in your mind. Cheapest, easiest, most pain-free way to do a little uh, prototype there (laughs) is in your mind. I have found on many occasions when I have done that exercise, two things can happen, both of which are a positive outcome in my mind. One is when you run it through to its logical end and when you drill into what that would actually look like in your day-to-day life, if that had occurred, you'd achieved that thing, the goal was, was uh, ticked off, you might then realise, oh, actually, the size of team I would have for that to be the case, not only does it not appeal to me, that feels really stressful and like a pressure I don't want. Or the amount of travel I would need to do for that goal to have been achieved actually makes me feel really sad because I don't want to be away from home that much. Or, you know, there's a whole bunch of things that could play out where you start to realise when you bring it to life that there, it doesn't exist in isolation. Nothing does, right? There are flow-on effects. Everything's connected. And when you paint the picture with some more vivid detail, you can rapidly question and tweak what you think that goal or what your idea of success is. So that's one way that, that if you play it out, you might realise it's not actually as romantic and lovely as you thought. <laughs> and so you've got two options there. <laughs> you can either, well, you do have three. You could do it anyway and be unhappy, but I'm not sure why you do that. But So the other two are that you could say, okay, great, I've now become aware of this piece, say, around the team size. And so I don't know that I yet want to let go of that goal, but I want to be quite specific with myself and tighten the the details or put some constraints around that that says, I want to achieve that goal, but I don't want to have a team that's bigger than 15 people. So how could I do that? And so this gives you Almost these pieces that can then just be ticking over in your mind, parts that can be some of the inputs that you put into a business model canvas as you try to design, how could I bring that to life? So it can give you some information. You might decide I don't want to change the goal, but I now am aware of aspects that may cause me to actually not feel in flow or fulfilled. And so I, in being aware of them, I'm going to try to design them out and mitigate that risk or reduce the chance of that happening because I'm now conscious of it. So that's one option. And the other option is to simply say, actually, when I get into the nitty gritty of what that goal or what that version of success would mean in my life, I now realize I don't actually really want it. And lots of us will have had versions of that in our life where we had said 
or thought we wanted something and then we realized actually what it's going to take to to achieve that, I'm not willing to give it. So maybe I don't actually want it that much. So that that is the other option is that in running through this exercise, you can actually then proactively change what you were naming as success or alter what those goals might be so that they are now more connected to things where there's a higher chance you're going to feel fulfilled and satisfied and in flow living out that particular life. So that's one way for you to start to shape up and think about what success might look like. Some other ideas connected to success that I find really helpful are that I can often, if I'm not being as thoughtful and reflective, I can start to have this list that's just building up in my mind of all the things I want to achieve and do and all the goals I have. But they can all stay in a category of one day, like I'm going to do those at some point. And that leads you into this position again of success or being fulfilled or living in a place of flow, being pushed off into a category of, I can't have that now because there's all these other practicalities in the way, but one day I will have that. I would encourage you to use the time that you have after listening to this or watching this to think about if you actually Don't let that list just be random and in 50 different places in notes on your phone and bits in your journal and ideas in your mind. Sit down and capture all those things and list them out, whether they're goals, whether they're ideas of success, whether they're things you you want to do or experience at some point in your life. And actually sit with that list. Because so often when you slow down for a minute and become more conscious of those things on your list of what does success look like, you actually realise that there's no reason why you can't already have heaps of those things in your life right now. We tend to just assume that something's not possible or assume that we're too busy. And yet all of us know, and if any of you are fans of the Uh, Pareto principle, the 80-20 rule, like I am, you will know that if you were actually honest with yourself, there's a small percentage, that 20% of the things that you're doing that are achieving 80% of your results. You are wasting a lot of time and energy and effort and thinking on things that you don't actually really even want or need. And so the exercise of starting to take more ownership of what success means for you can also help you come back into that place of starting to look at where you are spending your time, talent, treasure, whatever words you want to use. But where is all of that energy going? And when you have a more conscious idea of what you want for your life, what success means for you, 
you actually then suddenly realize and become more conscious of all the things you're doing that are not in any way contributing to that and in fact might be taking away from it. And that piece, that exercise in and of itself, that will make you a more strategic leader. Because one of the most beautiful definitions of strategy is that strategy is saying no to good things. There are a whole bunch of things you could be doing, many of which are are actually really good. It's not that they're bad options. But unless you have a way to filter, unless you have a way to assess if something is actually aligned with and moving you towards what you want and what your idea of success is, then you don't have a way to choose what to say yes to and what to say no to. And I see this all the time. I did a podcast on this a little while ago where I was questioning some of the comments that get thrown around in the, particularly in the entrepreneurial space online around telling people that how you do anything is how you do everything, how you do one thing is how you do everything, or those types of statements that are very black and white. They're very much on one end of a spectrum. And I will forever be encouraging you to shift out of that type of thinking. Because when you have that approach, or when you say everything is equal, then what it means is you actually it's a cop out from a leadership perspective, right? Because one of your jobs is to be discerning and is to make judgment calls. You have to, and you are in any given day making decisions where you say, actually, within the constraints of how, how many hours are in this day and what I can get done, I'm prioritizing this piece over this piece. So if we're honest about that, that we're already doing that, wouldn't you rather? be making those decisions and filtering based on a more conscious and intentional idea of what success is and what you actually want, rather than just being reactionary all the time and letting other people set your priorities for you and letting busyness rob you of the ability to actually live the life you want to lead. In that, I'm not suggesting that it's all easy. In that there are going to be aspects that are uncomfortable. There are going to be aspects that require you to get more comfortable with being uncomfortable. You're going to have to learn to be more patient and rest into things in a way that you may not have been used to doing before. But I would encourage you to be brave and to just try. Because I can guarantee you from my own life and from watching in other people's lives that I know and love and with people that I've worked with, that if you can get to that place of clarity, then you massively increase the chance of you being able to be in flow and feel fulfilled. You also massively increase the chance that you are going to find that beautiful groove or rhythm where you are showing up and where you are tapping into your brilliance. I find the busier I am, the more 
when you're in that reactionary space and everything's urgent and busy and there is no uh, ability, well, that's not true, you've always got the ability, but, but you don't feel you're able to just pause on something or wait where you don't feel able to say, actually, I'm not the best person to do that. Let's just pause, wait, and figure out who is. And for now, I'm going to put my effort here. Those pieces of being able to bring your brilliance and being able to be in flow more of the time, that is worth a little bit of risk and discomfort for you to start to get used to operating in a different way. And again, the other piece that happens is when you do this well, when you start to get clear and intentional about naming what it is you want, who you are, what your unique brilliance is, what success means for you, then the other thing that happens is as you live and breathe that, and as that becomes more part of your practice, you are able to actually be far more decisive, make big decisions quickly, but they will now be aligned. That bit's important because so often we're asking these questions around alignment. We are asking questions around aspects of self-knowledge and, and, and these different issues. And yet you can't actually be aligned or have the flow aspects happening in your life unless you have clarity and self-knowledge. And so I think sometimes we get those things muddled up and we are looking for and using terms like we want to be acting with integrity or we want to be aligned with our values. And yet we haven't yet done the work to name clearly what those things even are, what our values are, what success is. So through this conversation, I hope that you start to think about what success means for you in a more personal way, to become more conscious of it, and just own that. Do some of the thought exercises that we've gone through today in terms of mapping it out, thinking through the scenario just to check whether that is actually what you want. Use the, the aspect of putting things down on paper and being more uh, explicit about it rather than just letting them float around and then figure out how many of those things could you actually already be doing now if you stopped wasting time on other things? That 80-20 piece is important because so often we have projected onto other people that we don't want to be doing this thing, but it takes up a lot of our time, but we have to. Other people expect it of us. Very rarely are other people actually thinking about you as much as you think they are or projecting onto you in the ways you think they are. We create these narratives and pressure for ourselves. And quite often, if you stop doing those things, people won't even notice 
because you you're slogging your guts out doing these things thinking it's for someone else and they're often oblivious so that piece can actually be a really powerful way to free up your time and energy and then push it towards the things you really care about the last piece i want to leave you with is that one of the things that has been constant for me in my life is that i can be i'm a bit of a dreamer a big uh, a big picture thinker and quite ambitious in the uh, goals I set, the things I conceptualize. I love charging after big things. I love it if someone says something can't be done because then I want to prove it can be done. That's kind of how I'm wired. And if you looked at my psych profile, fantasy levels are up there. <laughs> but I also have other, you know, strengths and things that back that up and, and make things happen. But there was a a quote that I heard recently from Mel Robbins where she was talking about dreams and it really resonated with me in terms of how I think about success. So she was talking about the fact she was asked, is a dream ever delusional? And she said, dreams are not meant to be achieved. Dreams are a directional signal. They are out there in a different chapter of your life, calling you from this moment toward that direction. That quote, I think, is really helpful when we also think about success or setting goals. And the piece that connects with how I've always thought about my goals and my ideas of success is that phrase she used, directional signal. It's a directional signal. You don't necessarily have to achieve it. When we articulate our version of success, when we set big goals for ourselves, the piece I want you to get clarity on is get really clear on that vision. But then map out for yourself what are those milestones, what are those points where if I get to that place, if I experience this or or I achieve this, they are signals that I am, my language would be trending in the direction of my idea of success or my goal or my vision, trending in the direction of it. That's the level of detail that we need to be at. We need to sense check, am I on track here? Am I trending in the direction? That idea or Mel Robbins' idea around the directional signal, they're the pieces I want you to start to be conscious of when you have been clearer on what your idea of success is. Because I think you can live a life in flow and you can feel more fulfilled in your work and in your life If you start to see these ideas of success, your goals, your vision as that directional signal that you're checking in to make sure you're trending in the direction of it, but you're not setting it as until I achieve that, I won't be fulfilled or satisfied. I want you to 
Use your clarity and be intentional to name what success is for you. And then I want you to enjoy the ride. Check in for the directional signal. Check in to see you're trending in the direction. But don't set that idea of success as it is not until you get there that life has meaning and purpose. Enjoy the ride. But don't fall into the trap of unconsciously just taking on board everyone else's ideas of success. Don't just fall into the trap of setting your next goal based on what those around you are telling you that goal should be. What is that goal for you? What is your vision? What does success mean for you? Thank you for taking the time to listen to both Success and Integrity with Bessie Graham. If you found what I shared today valuable or you think that it would be good for a fellow business leader to listen to, then please share the episode with someone you know. Another way to help the podcast is to provide a rating and written review on your podcast app of choice. The written review is important because it helps others learn more about what we're trying to achieve. If you'd like to get in touch, please reach out to me at any time on LinkedIn, YouTube or Instagram just by searching Bessie Graham or you can go to BessieGraham.com. I'm Bessie Graham and remember, you don't have to choose between experiencing success or having integrity in your life.